and we protecting the nest. We protecting the nest. Pelicans up bigs right down to the sec. And we protecting the nest. We protecting the nest. Nola LBJ and Dotson time to get them in check. And we protecting the nest. We protecting the nest. Pelicans up bigs right down to the sec. And we protecting the nest. We protecting the nest. Nola LBJ and Dotson time to get them in check. Let's go. Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to the Protect the Nest podcast. This is Chris Dotson, your writer for Forbes Sports. I got a special guest, a little young protege. He's been teaching me the game on the videos. I'm trying to give him a little podcast knowledge, a little writing knowledge, now that he's going to be right for one of your local teams. Uh, to let you know what else is coming up, we just got the email. He just saw how emails come in for press releases on Zion's update. We're going to get into that, but I'm going to let him ask the questions and get started. The first thing everybody does when they come to the nest is they got to introduce themselves. So my man, introduce yourself to the Nest. What you doing out here? Uh, how you doing, the Nest? And thank you for having me. Uh, I am Anthony Rhodes Jr. I am 17 years old. I am a photographer, videographer, just in media, uh, covering local high school sports. And um, you're doing some college players and pro players. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> yes. You out here? I know you're bashful and timid a little bit. Just getting into the game. I was the same way, but. Hey, stay on it. Be proud about it. You out here giving pro ballers their rep. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Most so how, do, how does that help you, uh, I guess, refine your craft, being able to go to all these open runs and having this footage to edit where there's a lot of people sitting out. They don't have games to go shoot. They don't have press passes to use. And Coach Rory's runs, you don't need a press pass. You just right. got to know somebody. So you young, you starting to know people in the game, in the city, getting entrenched with the media. Where do you want to take it from here? Um, so from here, I really like what I do now, just being able to have these connections where I can get into like these exclusive events as far as with the open run. So I just want to continue to grow my brand and just get these, build these connections with these players. Um, so like at the open run, they had like some big names like Lamar Peters was there, Tyree Griffin. Lamar plays for uh, the Westchester Knicks and Tyree Griffin plays overseas. So from dealing with them, and uh, doing that first open run video, first of all, I know that the content I put out has to be like nice because people want to see what was going on there. People want to see like the competition, like were these people balling out like they were expected to. And so just from doing that and building these connections with the players, like I've been able to just talk more exclusively with them, uh, just do extra things for them. Like I did some player edits for them uh, recently, uh, edited their his G League highlight tape just some different things like that. So just growing and connecting. And then as far as going forward, I just look to continue to do that, but then use that uh, opportunity and just to grow, connect with different other players who might be in the G League or across seas or even other players that they might know. Yeah, you're going to wind up getting one of these players like a George Brock or one of the other free agents a shot just based off of your videos. There's going to be somebody pick that up. There's been a few thousand people watching video, each one. Of, I'm, I, you see the little clicker under the, the Twitter yes, videos. Sir. And it makes you feel good when you get a lot of yes. got a lot of hits, but really in the media, you you really the background. You you're getting the hits on your video, but your video is only happening because somebody else right. is being highlighted. Exactly. And I think you got a little piece of that. Not to hype what we did for Coach Rory, but in what I wrote for Coach Rory, right. 
You know, you got to find ways to. You can't let everybody in the story, but you got to find a way to tell a story for everybody and include everybody. Right. So, I mean, you you were on the other side of the meeting. Right. How did that feel being on the other side, being in the story instead of being on the other side of the camera? That was such a just a great accomplishment. Um, so actually, when I first got the so like I knew that it was going to be written. That like you told me about it. Like uh, you kind of let me in on it. I didn't know exactly what was going to be said, but I was asleep. And when I woke up, like, because I wake up kind of late because we don't have school or anything. So I woke up late, and I was, people were sending it to me because the, uh, someone else was featured as well. And they were just like, like, look what happened, look what happened. Like, they were so proud and just congratulating me. And it just, like, overwhelmed me so, so early in the morning. I was just, I was happy. Like, that whole day, I was just full of joy because, like, not too often you see, like, the people behind the camera getting that recognition or just getting uh, acknowledged, period. So for me to get that, and then not only is it just, like, a magazine, which is a great thing, but, like, isn't a Forbes article that was that was written, and, like, I got my name featured in there, and that was just such a great accomplishment at, at a young age. Like, I'm only 17, and a lot of people try whole lifetime and can't get like simple like anything written about them so for me to get that at such a young age is is really a blessing and i'm really thankful for that well i think a lot of towards the end of what you said is people trying to get something written about them. you anybody that gets something written about them say a if you look at my archive of josh hart some people for the pelicans they never went into it wanting to get something written about them they wanted to accomplish something else with their goal and your video work says that just in itself, you're making a, a basically a time capsule of New Orleans basketball right now. You didn't get into that so somebody would write about you. You got into it because you like making videos, editing, you like ball, hoop, socializing, and all that. But Pelicans fans, I'm going to have to pause this real quick. We got another little update coming. We're going to bring somebody else into the podcast, somebody else in the media. We're going to have the youngest generation and somebody else getting breaking into it. Give me one second. All right, Protecting Us fans, I told y'all we had a quick hiatus. We got another fella in. We're going to do the same thing. Mr. Marlon Favorite, everybody knows you that's listening to this. They know you're playing history. We want to bring you in and let you introduce yourself to the nest on your media side. What you've been doing since your playing days. Catch people up, and then we'll we'll have you and Anthony Rhodes kind of exchange your experiences on you trying to get into the media game after having the playing day background versus this young man that's just trying to get in on the merits of his work and what it is which is very good work but again appreciate you coming on introduce yourself and we'll get into it well man doctor first of all most man i want to thank you for having me on the show i really appreciate you guys joining me and uh, anthony for sure keep up the good work i've heard nothing but good things about you uh but just to tell a brief story about how i got started uh, into professional broadcasting. Um, actually, my last year with the New Orleans Voodoo, um, it's something I seriously considered uh, to get into um, once I finished playing. And uh, fortunately for me, our player personnel at the, at the time was Haley Asaro. And um, I spoke with her about auditioning for potentially doing color or any type of sideline for, uh, for college sport games of the week. So I really started off at that level calling the high school games and uh, just had back since. Well, man, you got to come up from that high school. You Once you, you, you get into it, you realize how much you don't know, and it's better to learn at the high school level than to maybe learn at ESPN, which we've seen some professional athletes do. They throw them into the, into the 
you know, the fire really, and they wind up stumbling pretty bad. And it, it's not a, like I'm thinking Jason Witten. People really dog Jason Witten, but he might not have had the, I guess, the finessing and the coaching into what he was really getting into. So, how much did you really learn from them high school days that you brought with you? And where do you want to go with it? And then we'll bring in Anthony Rhodes because he's a young man. What would you tell him starting off trying to, to maybe make it to your level, but he won't have the playing resume that so many players in the media now, you know, that, that's what they stand on to get themselves in the game. Yeah, definitely. I, I would recommend um, that, that guys start off at the high school levels, whether it's basketball, tennis, football, uh, whatever the case may be, because think about it, it's amateur and amateur. Right, you have amateur athletes that aren't used to getting interviewed a lot to use the work, and then you can use the content from from the amateur level to grow. And I, and I think that was the more effective way, putting in four or five hours a night with college four games of the week, and then turning that into radio time, television time, and internationally. So I, I do think, it, and to double down on that, uh, last year I went to the broadcast boot camp to. to basically further my career and, and get better uh, in regards to uh, my portfolio and, and just resume and all. And one of the things that was said there before we left was they suggested that that we start at the high school level. You know, get with your local high school uh, network and see if they have any available spots. And it was just a, a bit of relief for me because I had did that six years prior, you know, five years prior to actually getting there. So it was almost um, confirmation that I was ready to move forward in this industry and, and, and just continue to not look back and work hard to be the best we can be as, as broadcasters. Yeah, it's interesting you say amateur to amateur because there's so many people nowadays that do professional work and people like Anthony Rhodes here, but people still want him to, I guess, work for free. I think the fella, I forget his name, he shot that great LSU shot of following Joe Burrow out. He's like, lenses cost money, software costs money. Uh, Anthony, you want to speak on that? I mean, are you charging for your work now? Because it's professional. You should be charging. It's better than some professional teams and G League and overseas teams. You can tell it's just some fella like me that barely knows Photoshop putting something together. Where are you at in your profession and where do you want to take it you know, so that you can maybe maybe help lead some of these players you've been interviewing, and they got questions. How do you help guide them once you learn? Um, so at first I was not charging um, at the beginning stages, but like now that like I don't want to say like solidified. Oh, now that uh, not that I don't, I'm not necessarily solidified, but now that people know my work and like know the type of um, content and material and how quote-unquote good it is um i have started to charge and just um giving fair prices like i'm not gonna of course tax or like give some higher price but just charge to make sure i get my worth because like as i continue to grow and continue to deal with like higher profile players because like at this point um i'm not just dealing with high school players but now i'm dealing with pro players college players guys it's gonna be in the nba in the next couple seasons yes like like i'm dealing with those those players with these names so now i need to up upgrade my equipment and upgrade um just what i'm producing so like yes i have started to charge and with these high profile players i'm um, like when they ask me for 
like different things of that nature, whether it be a video or an edit, I try to make sure that I am able to give them the highest uh, quality that I can give them and that they don't feel like they need to go to other people or go to other places, but they but that they can come to me for any service they need, whether it's in media. Yeah, well, it's good to be versatile. What you're doing now, you could probably branch out into weddings and really make, you could be a professional without ever going to school for it. And on that end, is there anybody that, I guess, has been your mentor, somebody you look up to, somebody that, you know, maybe Spike Lee, you love his movies, you know, young filmmakers look up to him, young athletes look up to young other young athletes. Is there somebody you look up to in that way? Um, well, not, not that's like super famous or anything, but like the uh, photographer you were just talking about, uh, like Bo, uh, Bo Boone, he does pictures for LSU. Uh, I, it's, I would say kind of look up to him just because like his work is very respected as well as far as in the state. He doesn't necessarily tag all of his work, but most of the times when you see a nice picture, you can tell that, okay, that is Bo's work. So I look up to him. I ask him for a certain advice on like how to handle the situation, uh, how I'll go about different things. Um, like Josh Preston, uh, G Sports, um, uh, Jared Roser, who is a writer um, as well for uh, Tiger Details. Just, just so like there's, there's local people that you. Follow yeah, yeah, it's, it's local people. Like it's not necessarily anyone big because my thing is okay. There's there's the opportunity to dream, but to a certain point, you have to become realistic with yourself and be like, all right, it's not. I might I can't reach like uh, big ESPN people at least not right now. So I'm going to gain all the knowledge I can from people who I know who are like that I can reach, and then just gain and soak up the information. And as I grow and elevate, then okay, now I can try to like gain and reach out to these other people. But for now, like I just try to take in from the local people because. They've either done this before, or they kind of like created an avenue that I could follow. Marlon, how 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 encouraging is it to hear that from the young people these days? And who did you maybe look up to? Because in a in the day, it was really a bunch of guys that didn't play. It was ninety eight percent white guys being sports writers. How how encouraging is it to hear that from the young generation and seeing a little bit more diversity in the sports media that you're dealing with every day in this present day situation? Uh, sitting down 
and actually uh, bringing radio in and out, just learning different elements. Because the, from the business side, moving forward for you, the more you can do, the more you know, the better for you. So that's good that you got started in high school, and you know you're really setting yourself up uh, to, uh, to to do well. So I commend you for uh, what you do. It and man, you're ahead of the game, brother. Like I like I came in uh, at this level. I was 28, right? I finished playing ball, and I, and I got involved at 28. And to tell you, for, for, to go national, to do NFL Network, to do Sky Sports out London, um, and, and, you know, being a former player definitely helped, um, you know, jumpstart a lot of that stuff. But it, it still took a lot of time before I started to, to see a return um, on, on that actual time invested, right? And it's still, you'll, you'll be able to determine the things to do pro bono, you know, certain things you have to charge for and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, my advice to you is just to keep up the good work and keep climbing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Seriously. It means a lot. Yeah, well, that's one of the one thing. Like, I'm trying to do this with my Protecting Nest Network. Is you've got this. Uh, you just plug it. We'll get another plug for your program on how you're helping the the kids and we got Anthony Rhodes going we need to bring more people of New Orleans together and and help each other help lift each other up I I know I put him in that coach Rory article and had some people hating on me because it was it was I'm looking for clout one way or the other and that that old boys network needs to die down for better or worse without labeling it what it is that old boys network of access somewhat it needs to die even and i think it will because in this coronavirus covid you're never going to see me in the locker room with zion again i don't think i mean i might i might talk my way out of that on this podcast before they revoke everybody's access who knows but i think you know what i'm saying they're going to look the players are going to look for more safety and more privacy the leagues are going to look for more safety and less liability and the access is going to be more about who you can bring together so that you can talk about good ideas and good narratives on what you're really trying to build instead of all these talking heads that really don't know basketball or football trying to talk down on players and they don't even really know what the game's about. Would you agree with that, Marlon? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a piece to look at um, in regards to where the game is. Uh, I think what you're hinting at is seeing and having more versatility in the workplace. Uh, the numbers are shifted, right? You have, um, you know, just to look at the ethnicity side of things, you do have a large uh, congregation of African-Americans involved in the sport. And on the flip side, it's a lot of, you know, wh- whether it's, uh, you know, mainstream Caucasian-Americans or, you know, folks that, that have different opportunities on the writer side. So to, to kind of bridge that gap and make those numbers a little more equal moving forward, it's going to help the content. It's going to, um, you know, increase the, the viewing audience in, in regards to putting out good material uh, and, and real material, real stories, stuff that's, you know, from inside those trenches. And, and, I, and I think, you know, putting together those two pieces is going to really help, you know, everyone uh, in the game move forward. Go ahead. You asked if you want to speak on it. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, yes. Don't be, don't be bashful. This is your podcast, too. Yes, I want to speak on that because... um. As far as, like, um, you said that there's a certain, like, uh, level of people who are already, like, in these positions and all that, and then there's, like, a new generation or a new wave coming in with uh, mixtures of ethnicities and those things. Um, I actually 
I actually am like grateful for like all the people that I've been introduced to, whether they're like Caucasian or African American, because like the people I've come in contact with, like they're all as far as they're trying to like get this new wave going, trying to uh, help put new people in these situations. Like the people that I've come in contact with, uh, for the most part, have been genuine and just trying to help me grow and just trying to like show love to me and help me get out there. Like as far as with this podcast, like uh, Mr. Chris is doing, like uh, people like Mr. Jared or even just uh, other um, people who are Caucasian who are um, in this field or in these various fields. Like the amount of love and just um, helping get me out there that they've been just trying to do is really like it's heartwarming. Because we see that, that that there can be a divide, which would hurt like my side of things or people who look in my direction. So for them to help and try to come together and uh, help like us elevate and help put us on in these positions that we normally wouldn't be in, it is really like a good thing. And I am thankful for them to try to do that because we know that people can try to put you down, try to like blackball you and limit you, but for them to try to help Okay, they have a platform to try to help establish ours. I, I really think that that is a great thing that they're trying to do. And I think that they should be, like, uh, celebrated for that because they don't have to do that. No, I agree with you 100%. And, 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 and I love what you're saying, and, and I'm in agreement to it, because what's happening right now, it, it is a genuine shift. And to be honest with you, uh, it, it should really be about giving everyone equal opportunity, especially anyone who wants to work or have the talent. And I think more than anything else, that's what it all boils down to. So well said, and uh, keep climbing, brother. Yeah, I'm with both of y'all on that. I've got one more media question because I wanted to point something out. I think I sent you the screenshot where social media has kind of changed the media game. I'm kind of getting left behind. Yeah, you nodding your head. You remember the one. It was 10,000 or 12,000 people, I forget what the actual number was, that had clicked one of my tweets going to one of the stories that wasn't about the Pelicans, but it was hyping New Orleans, trying to promote New Orleans basketball. And when you scroll down at the bottom of the tweet engagements, only one person actually clicked through to read the story. How much is the social media game kind of, it's giving people access, but it's also lowering the quality of what you might get. It's more the hot takes. You can also use it wisely to promote what you're doing on your videos. Marlon, I mean, have, how did you come into it? Was social media always part of what you had to do, or is that part of what you really have to grow and learn and, and continue learning? Well, I, I think the most important piece is just to continue to create content. Uh, you never know what's going to stick. You never know what's going to really hit out there. So you, you, we all live in an era where it's a lot of clickbait. It's a lot of... Uh, false algorithms going out, just a number of different things. But what does survive is good content. When you put out the good content in a timely manner, making sure the video is short. I think the time frame is like the attention span is 60 seconds per per, uh, per video. So you know avenues like TikTok, um, like Instagram, those 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 Snapchats. That's where the attention span of the majority is. So I think if we just focus on clean clean content to the point and clean, uh, it'll, it'll really clear up and, and get the following or the amount of uh, attention that any article or write-up or video deserves. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, one more question and i let everybody go. I, again, I appreciate y'all coming and talking to the nest here, but right before we click play or record, 
I got an email. Anthony sat here. He knew more than me because he, he might have saw it pop up on my screen before I did about the Zion uh, release. He's been getting tested daily. He won't have to go through the long quarantine. He'll go through the short quarantine. Uh, Anthony, was there any? You, you said you had a couple questions on it. Do you, you still got questions? Did we cover that beforehand on the quarantine levels? And if you don't, what do you want to see from this team being a young just a young cat in the city. How exciting is it to have a team that's worth cheering for that you can grow old with? Well, uh, my questions were answered as far as, like, I just wanted to know, like, why it, why exactly was it such a big deal that, like, he was getting tested daily, but they got answered because it just uh, shortens the extent that he would have to be in quarantine when he get back to Orlando. But um, my, oh, as far as seeing the Pelicans, like, being an exciting team, like, it is a, it just it, it excites me because I like basketball. Like basketball is my favorite sport personally. However, we don't normally have a lot of things to cheer for or be happy for at least as far as the Pelicans are concerned. Like yes, we've had Anthony Davis, we've had Chris Paul, we've had a few winning seasons, like a very few winning seasons. But to see like this much excitement and this much buzz being around our team, regardless of if it's negative, positive, whatever it may be about just giving our city this attention is like something that we don't necessarily see all the time like even when it comes to like okay the saints win a lot well recently they've been winning recently a lot. yes yes see, recently. See, this is that young kid talking they recently. didn't win none when i was a kid they didn't win any nothing but marlon how do you i mean tell him about it. how does it feel to actually have a team where we had to grow up cheering for out of state out of region out of, just we didn't really have a team of our own and now we got it so, so basically, <laughs> it's funny, and, and uh, Dave, uh, I'm going to tell you, Dave messes with me about this all the time. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan and a uh, <laughs> and a, uh, a Saints fan, and now that that has now flipped side, we have two uh, predominantly good teams between the Saints and the, and the Pelicans. It's, it's totally different from when I grew up, right? Uh, back when the Saints wasn't looked at as a top NFL organization. Uh, but now that that switch, it, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. And uh, another thing to add to what you were saying, Anthony, in regards to the Pelicans, I was so mad, y'all, when when the uh, when the pandemic hit, because I was excited to see how good Zion and the Bucks go. Look, I, I really think that they were going to push it to the limits uh, in, in regards to making a push in the playoffs, and, and we may still see the same thing. Hello, somebody. There it is. You good? They get you? Well, hey, guys. All right. I was going to say, I think we might have lost Marlon. He might have got a little excited. Somebody got at you because the Pelicans start playing in about three hours. All right. Yeah, yeah. You can keep going, but I was going to say, we can let you go. The Pelicans about to play in three, four hours. I'm about to start a draft. Uh, You want to just tell the people where they can find you? I mean, we're going to have you on again. I appreciate you. I hope you're coming back. Anthony, the same. We're going to try and keep promoting everybody that's doing something in this city. And hopefully we can do it around good Pelicans wins and not bad Pelicans right. losses. But yeah, Marla, tell the people where they can find you and we'll let you get at whoever's hollering at you. Uh, thanks, man. Y'all can follow me at BigFade504 on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can also go to uh, iTunes or wherever that's podcast and look for Inside the Trenches with Marla Favorite Podcast. And hey, uh, I'll be around the city looking forward to getting back uh, to, to, some, to some sports. <laughs> Hey, we'll get you in the city, and we'll get you in one of these protecting that shirts. They'll be in Friday. We'll get you. We got your size. We got your size coming. 
But Anthony, you want to tell the big boy shines with it? I like it. <laughs> oh man, we we going big with it. But Anthony, same. Tell the people where they can find you. And again, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the work. Uh, Keep doing what you do around the city, man. We love seeing it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Up. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at um, Anthony Rhodes Jr. Uh, just A N T H O N Y R H O D E S J R on all social media platforms. Thank you for having me on the show. But hey, there it is, protecting us fans. We're going to get at you tomorrow or the next day after we watch this Pelican scrimmage. That's Marlon Favor, right? That's Anthony Rhodes Jr. This is Dodson. Five star reviews on Twitter and all your podcast apps help us get found. We're going to keep trying to protect the nest. Appreciate y'all. Much love. Enjoy your day.